everybody, and you are listening. Hello to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And Devin Nakoba. How's uh, it? We will introduce our special guest in a, in a minute, but before we begin that, we want to remind our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud. YouTube and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. While you're there, please rate us. Rate us five stars, if possible. And you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. And we're going to have uh, some things to get feedback on. So try to remember the uh, email, highsessions at yahoo.com, because you can maybe help us out. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. We are planning on doing full shoots this year. So uh, we got some information coming about that. Uh, you can find Devin, Kumu 94.7 in the mornings. Uh, of course, you can go to highlife808.com to see uh, Kyle's all his designs. I have my collab sh- shirt on, my High Sessions oh, podcast. Nice. And, uh, and I think that's about it. Uh, so before... Without further ado, I want to introduce our guest. He is a Hawaiian music radio legend. <laughs> I know him affectionately as Brother Wade, but now he is Brother Wade from Hawaiian Music Live. Brother Wade, thank you so much for uh, being with us. How's it? How's it? How's it? Legend? I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh oh when you God. use the word legend. But no, no, I laugh too. Hey guys, we're all getting to that age that you can throw around the L word. Oh God! Long enough. Holy crap! You know. Oh my goodness! Thank you for the introduction, John. Appreciate it. No problem. (laughs) Now, Wade. uh, Normally, we start the show a little early, and it's just the guys, and we we have a couple of of topics that I like to throw out there. But since you're here, uh, I'm going to include you on a couple of these, and then we'll get into interviewing you. But uh, I want to to do this because we have the big game coming up on Sunday and um, want to make this a little interesting for next week. So um, everyone's going to give their Super Bowl picks for the weekend, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Now, you know, for me, the way that I pick is I have my friend Taylor who he chooses and then I just go opposite of him. So on Sunday, I will be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. That is my choice for the winner of the Super Bowl. Devin, who are you taking what? and why? <laughs> I just want Tampa Bay to win because Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. I don't care if the deflating ball thing, the played for the Patriots and we used to hate the Patriots. The fact that he got, um, got kind of chased out of New England and everybody said, Bill Belichick is the man. And the next year, Tom Brady went, oh, yeah, we'll see about that. And, you know, he's 45 years old. He's playing in the Super Bowl, man. I, I can't put anything past him. Plus, the, uh, their defense has been playing really well. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping for, the, uh, for Tom Brady and the uh, Buccaneers to win. So you're going with the legacy close game, pick. Yeah, um, yeah and, and the old man pick. If you're an old man and you, have no, and you have no skin in the game, you might as well cheer for the guy that's closest to your age who's actually playing in the Super Bowl instead of you actually getting to go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm going. Okay, Kyle, who are you taking? Well, you know, again, I'm really not a football fan when it comes to watching the NFL, but I did watch Brady's first game and the playoff game that he played in. And um, – I kind of rooting for Tampa Bay and Brady only because I think what an amazing accomplishment for a guy his age and with a brand new team and, you know, just in the beginning trying to acclimate himself to being, you know, part of the team and then taking it all to where it is now. I want him to win so he can retire. I want him to enjoy the rest of his life healthy, you know, and spend time doing what he can do in retirement while he's, while he's still fairly young, you know? So hopefully, you know, They'll take it and win it, and we'll see him right off into the sunset, a champion and retired, and these new guys coming up can take over the, the league, you know? But that's that's my wish. <laughs> okay. Wade, what, what, what is your thoughts? I don't know if you follow football, but um, 
I mean, it's going to be the oh, talk yeah. of the town next <laughs> next uh, next week. So, what, what are your thoughts on the game? That's nice and everything. I, I am I am on the older side, and I would love <laughs> to support the older guy, but I am not a big Tom Brady fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know he. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not a Tom Brady fan. So, just out of that, I just got to go with the Chiefs. Um, not a big Chiefs fan, Mahomes, but I just anything that plays against Tom Brady, I root for that team. <laughs> <laughs> What's your reasoning, Wade, that you, that you have this distaste for Brady? Well, let's put it this way: uh, when the Patriots played my Rams in the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. and they, you know, they they cheated. They watched our practice. <laughs> <laughs> and from then on, I'm not so there it is. That's my pick. I don't go blame the- you. What is, was that the Deflate Gate? Was with the Rams? No, this is this is no. all before. This different one. Uh, it was a different one they cheated on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, say once a cheater, always a cheater, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so here's how it's going to work. Uh, you know, Wade won't be here next week for, for another interview, but uh, Devin and Kyle will. So if, uh, if I win, then Devin and Kyle will buy me lunch. If uh, Tampa Bay wins, then I will buy Kyle and Devin lunch. Wow. So that, that's what's on the line. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So, that so works out well for us. If uh, Kansas City wins, do I get lunch too? <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. That's right. Yeah, we'll go out to lunch. We'll take Wade with us. That's right. That makes there a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, right. if Kansas City loses, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so that was one thing I wanted to get get kind of uh, off my chest real quick. The other thing is, um, so I went to a wedding this past weekend. Yes, James. And, yeah, my buddy James got married, yeah. and uh, it was a beautiful wedding, and. I wanted to talk about the procedural of the way. Have you guys been to a wedding since the pandemic? Any of you guys? No. I'm in anything where there's more than two people. <laughs> yeah. So this was kind of a new thing for me. I hadn't been in a, I, I was telling Stacey, this is probably the most kind of uh, risky thing that I've done since the pandemic yeah. started, you know, go to this thing. But um, I got to say, I, I had some thoughts on it. So you get there, right? You get to the wedding and you check in and you are immediately instructed to go to your table there's no walking around and mingling and all that stuff and you go straight to your table this is an outdoor venue so the tables are spaced out you know a certain distance from everybody and everybody's wearing a mask and um the instruction is uh, as long as you're there you're supposed to wear a mask until you're eating you know once the dinner starts you can take off your mask and all that stuff but uh you are to so that there's tables of five right and they're all all over the place and uh, you are not to get up and walk around and, and intermingle with other tables. You're just supposed to sit at your table. You can socialize with your table. And then, you know, they have the program that's set kind of far in the distance. So you can watch that. They had a big screen there so you could see all that was going on. So it's a little bit techy. But um, yeah, so it wasn't one of these things where you could hobnob and go from table to table and shake everybody's hand and a lot of hugging and kissing. It was very, you know, you just come, you just sit with your table. You watch the program, get served dinner. You know, you can, once you on the table, you're not really moving. And I thought at the end of that, I'm like, I, I like this. <laughs> I like just going to my table and sitting down and just, uh, you know, it was nice. We had, uh, the, obviously the table is everybody. I knew everybody on the table, right? So it was just really. Well, how many people were at this? How many people were at this wedding? Oh, it wasn't a lot. Um, Say maybe like 80 people or something like that. Wow, that's actually pretty big. Yeah, that's a big wedding. Yeah, yeah. For, a for a COVID thing. And um, yeah, I think I think so. I, I don't know, it could have been less, but it seemed like about there. And then but, was you and your wife, and then like no, eight I, other people? I, my wife was wasn't able to come because they were so tight on the amount of people, right? So oh, okay, a okay. lot of people that went were their spouses were not inv- invited, so it was just uh, oh, wow, you know, really really tight on the on the number of people that could make it they live streamed it so the spouses could tune in on the live stream <laughs> that's in, great in that, in that you way. get to eat the food but you get yeah. to watch the whole thing yeah <laughs> isn't this great 
But you I have to thought... just taste your plate. I'm like, I know, like look, is it this? This is so good, Stace. It's awesome. That's so dick, bro. Yeah. But but the part that was great because okay, I don't know about you guys. I think Devin. I don't know what what Kyle's personality is, but Devin is is a hobnobber. You know, he likes to socialize. He likes to talk. I have social anxiety, so when I'm in a group of people, um, I get really anxious. You know, because I'm always thinking about. Am I going to forget this person's name? Yeah. You know, uh, am I going to say something stupid? So I, that, that's what goes through my head the whole time when I'm at these kind of weddings. And I do forget people all the time. And it's the most uncomfortable thing. That, and my wife is usually there to save me by telling me who these people are that come up. Oh, and, so you were screwed at this one. <laughs> no, this one, no, that's why this one worked out perfectly. Because everybody. I went straight to my table and, and that's it. And you, you, couldn't, everybody. you couldn't get up and move, right? So it was... For someone like me, I thought this is this is the perfect event. Like I, I could just go to this thing. I was there, you know. And then the other thing that that really is is not my thing is you know when you leave, you got to say goodbye to everybody. So you got to shake hands with like 15 people before you walk out the door. So normally I just try to sneak out the back or something, you know, when something else is going on. But this one you couldn't you couldn't do that either. So you just when the thing was done, you just got up and left, like you, because you're not it's allowed a, to go a, up to other tables and and it's a social event for the antisocial. That's right. Yeah. Could gonna... you at least say goodbye to the bride and groom, or even converse with them, or was... he took yeah, a picture with them uh, actually? Yeah, we got to say goodbye to the bride and groom, but um, the the person that was in charge of the event uh, of the venue followed them around, and like if you're standing mm. close to each other for too long, they're like, hey, you got to move. You know, you cannot wow. you cannot be close and so i mean because they're you very cannot, you cannot say what hotel this was i don't know i'm not i don't know if i'm supposed to or you know no. whatever so i, I just better I mean, you not is paul you know. better you not say the way it was yeah because uh you know All they right. want to keep having these kind of events or whatever well, well no but that's what i mean i mean they had it and it was fine so yeah. if you said where it was then people know that they can go to a wedding because i yeah. uh um the kind uh danny and uh taylor hopi their their daughter's getting married i think either this weekend or next weekend and yeah. it's kind of the same thing they've got like 50 people it's going to be outdoors it's you know and that's going to be it um so I, this is just how things are going to be i suppose so yeah. yeah but uh but i just thought about that like wow this is this is about as good as it gets for me especially if i didn't have my wife with me yeah <laughs> so yeah wow. it's good <laughs> so good grief man wedding planners out there if you're listening this is the future this is the future. That's sad to hear, man. <laughs> well, so how the and the tables were like super distanced apart. Like, did you guys They're have a gigantic sound system or something so that you could hear had a sound system was... there? Yeah. Now, now I was all the way in the back, and so there were okay. portions of the wedding that I couldn't really hear very well. But uh, you got the gist mm. of what's going on. <laughs> They're in love. They took their yeah. vows. And it was, it was rings. very nice. Yeah, it was I went this already. It's you know, obviously, there's no money dance or whatever. And there's no, uh, you know, they did the cake well, cutting. Is it, but is it, his wife is not from here. So I would think a money dance would be a little off putting. That's for true. Her. Yeah. She's from like people uh, who've never, people, people who've never seen money dance or if they're not Filipino <laughs> or they're not local, a money dance can be kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I've, true. I've emceed, I've emceed weddings where, you know, uh, wait, you probably know, right? You, yeah. The couple, the, the people don't know, the couple doesn't realize what a money dance is. And all of a sudden, some random relative gets up and tries to stuff a dollar bill in the guy's pants. <laughs> like, they're like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> and you got to go, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that here. <laughs> yeah. That's the mainland interpretation of money dance. Yeah, 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 yeah really. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Totally a dance, man. <laughs> so i so i wanted to to talk about those two things because they were kind of both on my mind before we got to wade but so okay. we're doing this uh with wade sitting there so wade <laughs> thank you for being so patient wade is like why am i here yeah, I know. <laughs> listen to john talk about his stories and then we just say goodbye <laughs> yeah, yeah no. oh time's up okay thank you appreciate right. you coming by wade <laughs> So now, now we'll start our interview portion of the of the show with uh, Wade. So Wade, tell us a little bit about. Okay, I know you've been part of radio since since I've been around, so at least twenty plus years. I don't know if it's into the thirty plus year range at this point. So I'd like to kind of walk us through from terrestrial radio to now internet radio. 
how did you make the transition? Tell us a little bit about Hawaiian Music Live, but first let's start us off with how you got into radio to begin with. Uh, radio was always something that I wanted to do. I, um, as a kid, I used to record songs, record myself introducing songs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as a kid, that's, that's kind of what I, what I was doing. And then um, I had placed a call Fresh out of high school, going to college, I placed a call to Willie Moku. I don't know if you guys know Willie Moku. Willie. Radio, the radio legend. That is a radio legend for sure. That's a radio That's legend. True. Favorites yeah. uh, called him during his midday shift at KQMQ. He actually took my call, and I asked him if if radio was uh, a career that that was viable and and something that I was interested in, and if I wanted to do it, would it would it work out? So he. He gave me some good advice. Next thing I know was going to KCC, taking communications classes there, and then uh, also went to the Columbia School of Broadcasting. Wow. <laughs> years there, graduated from Columbia School of Broadcasting. While I was there, my first radio gig was uh, at 1210 AM KZU Radio, uh, the Ooh. Japanese station. I uh, got hired to open the station up because it, it's uh, not a 24-hour radio station. They go from 6 a.m. to midnight, shut down, and somebody's got to go there and start the station up at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Oh, wow. So that was my first radio gig, um, 6 to 10, just playing playing the music and not opening the mic because I don't speak fluent Japanese. <laughs> I was so. going to say, do you speak Japanese? <laughs> no. no. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can say where where's the bathroom? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was my uh stint into radio and then from there but how old were you at the time? Uh I was 20, 20. Wow. Okay. So I got hired uh at 20 and then just as um I was working there for a couple, for a year, I think, and then uh, 105.1 was the Fox, an oldies station that was getting trans, uh, transferred in ownership and they changed their programming to Hawaiian music. And I always kind of liked Hawaiian music. So from there, oh. uh, um, in 92, as Uncle Sam Kapoor and the many of the microphone, many of the, of the microphones morning show board up. So I ran board for a good two years with Uncle Sam Kapu from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. And that was my first gig uh, on the FM station. And just, you know, I love Hawaiian music, always, always have. And yeah, as they, they say, the rest is history. I worked there for what only one station for my entire career on Terrestrial Radio for 23 years. Wow. He's, wow. he's a very unusual character, by yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> I started there and never left until they kicked me out. <laughs> I gotta leave. <laughs> so and, and wait, you're, you're a local boy too, right? Oh, yeah. Born and raised in Kalihi. All right. I'm a graduate. So Are you like the same age as Devin then? No. Uh, no Devin, Devin's younger. definitely Yeah. <laughs> What a dick. <laughs> uh, so I, you know what? The, the joke cut out. It's like, I didn't hear it. No, he said, he, uh, he said I'm definitely older than him, which oh, is uh, true. And I was like, that's dick, bro. It's no true. Time. It's true, but that's dick. <laughs> and then, well, okay, so obviously terrestrial radio has had a huge change in the last 20 years, you know? And uh, I told this story before on the podcast. I was thinking of internet radio back in 1998 with Don Ho. And uh, we never did anything with it. But uh, <laughs> but now you're doing literally a radio station online, like fully complete online radio show. And uh, wait, let me give out the, the uh, address real quick. HawaiianMusicLive.xyz, right? Yes. If you go to HawaiianMusicLive.xyz, you can listen to Hawaiian music there and you have a bunch of uh, information about artists. And well, obviously the calendar of events is uh, sparse, if I can put it that way yeah. right now. But yeah. uh, you guys are doing all you can to promote Hawaiian music. And 
was that started with just you and Randy Hudnall? That was that was started by uh, yes, Randy Hudnall and I. And um, it was neat because when we both got let go around the same time from uh, local radio here, we we messed around and we kept in contact and we always knew we wanted to run our own station. Wouldn't it be cool to run our own station, run it the way we want, run it and program the music we want that we we think represents Hawaii the best. So that's kind of where it was born. And Randy just, I got to give props to Randy because he was the one that searched out all the internet, uh, how to go about streaming, how to do it, how to make sure you're doing it legally, licensing wise, BMI, ASCAP and all of that stuff. And one day he just called me out of the blue and said, hey, log onto this website, take a listen to this stream and tell me what you think. And it was just looping music, no liners, no nothing, just music playing. I said, oh, this is pretty, the mix is pretty good, sounds clean. And he said, oh, I said, well, who is this and what is this? He said, oh, it's, it's, I got the stream. I bought a stream and we're <laughs> streaming live. So from then on, it was just a matter of fine tuning it. We went out and looked for a software that allows us to stream like an actual radio station. Mm-hmm. put in liners put in commercials put in you program the music the way we want to program it and away we went so we've been doing it for four years now uh wow. streaming 24 7 and the majority the majority of re- revenue comes from what advertisement then correct correct okay. so um with randy and i working in radio between the both of us we have over over 50 years of experience but in the radio business here locally, we did everything from promotions to programming, yeah. uh, admin stuff. The only thing both Randy and I never really did a lot of was sales and running our own station. That's that's become, for me anyway, that's become the, I wouldn't say the hardest, but or most difficult thing for me to learn, but it's been sales and that's what keeps the stream going is advertising uh, and monetizing our, our stream. So mm. yeah, it's been the most difficult part of it about it all, but especially in these times in COVID times, really have to think outside of the box and how we do things. Yeah. Now when you do an internet radio station, um, once you buy all the infrastructure, like the equipment and the streaming thing, is there like a monthly fee that you guys need to pay? What is the operational cost to, for running a station like this? Correct. In order to uh, to be legal and to stream legally, we need to pay the royalties, which which comes down to ASCAP, BMI, SoundCloud, and all that stuff. So we we utilize one company that takes care of all of our licensing, and we just pay a fee, monthly fee, for that to, to take place. So yeah, there is there is cost to doing it, um, and we want to do it the right way, and make sure we. You know, pay pay our royal, pay the royalties so that the artists like Mr. Yamasato <laughs> makes yeah. makes his money off of every song we play. <laughs> Does terrestrial radio have that same type of fee, Devin? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to, to this day, I'll get a check for like $8.37 every month so mm-hmm. from like Muzak or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, just, yeah. 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 It's like, it's... uh. Uh, it's not as lucrative as doing like SAG or After or stuff like that, but you still do get money. Um, the yeah. the real money is in the in the publishing, of course. So whatever songs you wrote, those are the right. ones you gonna make yeah. money off of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And so, so wait, uh, how do you connect to the or how do you interact with your audience? Is it through social media or do you guys actually do radio shows, take calls? I, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not up on my internet radio. <laughs> um, I will have to, to do that, but um, I I thought I'd rather ask the question than act like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, we interact mostly mostly through our social media sites, but when we do stream live, oh, that's uh, right, yeah. We stream. Uh, we before COVID happened, a lot of what what we were doing were streaming from live events. So if you had a concert event going on, we would set up our broadcast equipment there at your at your event and stream the concert live and then take feedback through the stream. Um, I'm right now at Kualo Ukulele's, uh, their, sh- their showroom. 
here in the Iolani Center, where we've partnered with uh, Koaloa to open up our, what we call a satellite satellite studio here at the Koaloa show, showroom. So as you can see behind me, we have our equipment set up here where we can have live interviews, do live shows, instead of just streaming from my home and my home studio, we can mm. also stream here. And that's, that's pretty much how we get in contact with our audience. Our audience really, really likes listening to live streams, meaning oh, interesting. live music. So for example, when COVID hit, the last live stream we were able to do was from the Grammy Museum last year. Wow. And we went to LA and during the Grammy week, they host uh, Hawaiian music and they do uh, workshops in the day for the kids and then they do a showcase at night. So we went there to stream not only the workshops, but also the showcase at night. And that was the last live stream we did. Once COVID hit, everything got shut down so for me, I had to kind of think outside of the box and, okay, now I can't be physically there at these events, but how can I still bring my audience a live stream? Mm -hmm. So, which is why I connected with you, you, for example, John, yeah. all of these artists that were taking to Facebook live right. and going that way. And then I also up gave an artist the option, if you want, we can carry your live stream that you're doing on Facebook. I can carry the audio and play the audio on Hawaiian Music Live, giving you another platform to share your music with. So, yeah, it's been I, I really, I really appreciated that. I just felt bad when you would call and say, hey, I, um, uh, we'll play your live stream on the air. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm really not. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just going on just to fud around. Like, I'm not doing anything real serious, you know. So I didn't want to, um, yeah, take up airwaves if I'm not prepared and ready. <laughs> not my style. Wait, I just I was watching the news one day and after it ended, there was some type of concert with Brother Nolan that I was watching. I was from Hawaiian Music Live and he he was just him and his guitar and then you and he every, after every song he he told a story or you interviewed him about that particular song. Is is that TV program um how is it affiliated with Hawaiian Music Live? Man? Is it an ongoing thing? Or was that a special I, I seen? Uh, we did two seasons of K5 Melee, which ran on the K5 TV station. Okay. Uh, it two seasons, consists, each season consisting of 16 different artists. So they uh, K5 had brought me on to initially just help them book, book the entertainers for this show that they were going to do. It was going to be a, a half an hour show recorded there in the KFI studios. And I was just in charge of lining up the artists. And then Pali Kaihui uh, came in and said, you know, um, we can actually shoot this, make an hour show of it. We can shoot it on location at these locations that the artist choose, chooses. And we can make you the host. <laughs> and I, I laughed because I, I'm a radio guy. I said, I, I, I don't go behind the camera or in front of the camera. I'm the guy behind the camera. And he's like, no, nah, you know what? You, you can host this thing, book the artists, set up the locations, and we'll, we'll shoot it. And we did, like I said, we did two seasons, 16 artists each season. And Brother Nolan was one of the artists we uh, fortunate enough to agree to do the show. And, man, that was a good experience. As of right now, we're – Season, from what I understand, season three is still pending. Um, they're trying to, we're supposed to start shooting season three right when COVID hit. And then that just shut down all uh -oh. production. So they just kind of been pushing it back, pushing it back and waiting till, I guess, the right time when we can start getting together and filming these, these shows again. So I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully, hopefully season three comes about sooner than later. Um, but it was a good experience, um, not only being in front of the camera, but getting to know the stories behind not only the music that the artists write and sing, but also getting to know the artists a little bit better. A lot of them I, I have a relationship already with, but there are some folks that I knew nothing about. So once I got to sit down, like somebody like Isaac, you know, I, I was just blown away. And then to know 
his background, his story, growing up on Molokai with his grandmothers, things like that. Like that, that to me was, yeah, really what the show was about. Like getting to know the artists behind the music. Cool. Yeah. So just to clarify, it is affiliated with Hawaiian Music Live. It's called Hawaiian Music Live? Uh, no, it's called K5 Mele, the Music and Manao series. Okay. And they just use me as the host. I'm the host of the show, Red Awake from Hawaiian Music Live. Oh, okay, so, yeah. I remember hearing that name somewhere in there. I thought it was affiliated with you yeah. know, your station and stuff, too. That would have been nice if they called the show Hawaiian Music Live, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Thanks for asking, though. No, no, no. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. So, wait, what is your background with uh, Hawaiian music? I mean, uh, um, did you ever play, or, or who are you? Some of the bands that you kind of grew up uh, grew up with, or yeah, because you you've been you've been there through it all. Why oh, so giggly today. I'm just, no, I'm I'm, la I'm I'm only laughing. I'm only laughing because Wade and I have known each other for the better part of twenty years, uh, yeah. twenty maybe thirty years. No, yeah, twenty years. Um, but I've seen him progress and grow and all that stuff. And he, him and Randy, they've always been, bar none, like the nicest, most stand-up guys in radio you'll yeah. ever meet. Seriously. And I'm, I'm laughing because he's, he's like showing off his legend status because all these questions are like, so Wade, how do you do this? And, if, and when you sit and you talk with him, he's just Wade. There's no, you know, like, there's no like legend of radio thing. So it's, it's just, it's cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome for me to, to see him getting the props that he deserves for all the work and all the, uh, the time that he's put into being, because he's always, 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 always him and Randy. And, and I learned, and he and I both learned this from Randy. You know, the, the reason why we got into this business is in service to the artists. It, that's why we do it. We, it's not. It's not about us. It's about the. It's about the artists and showing the artists in the best possible light possible. It's why that show, Kyle, that you saw is so amazing. It's not yeah. because he's taking over the show. It's because he knows as a listener and as a as a viewer, he's a fan. So to get that information out and to to utilize that um, that personal relationship he has with them to deepen it and to make it more not just for himself but also for the audience that's the kind of stuff that uh and Wade and I've talked about this but that's the kind of stuff that we learned doing the radio that we did in the way that we did and they don't teach that radio anymore they don't teach that mm -hmm. style anymore when you watch when you watch Wade on stage there's a there's something him and Randy and I, I hate to keep bringing him in but the two of them are kind of uh, you know synonymous with each other but they um they both utilize that style and it's something that comes from inside you you cannot manufacture it you have to have it and it comes from that love of the music and the people and all of that stuff so sorry i digress but that's why and it's, it's a goofy thing for why i'm laughing but that's why i'm laughing because it's it's such a um it's it's a wonderful thing for me to see and it just makes me really happy so okay i'm gonna shut up now go ahead <laughs> You man, that's wow, damn. That's you should talk about me more often like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I try not to, cause I, you know, I don't wanna, you know, I'm only doing this now, this one time for the show, and then <laughs> no, you know, and then that's gonna be it. But you know, you mentioned you mentioned Randy, and yeah, Randy is is a has been a huge part of my life, um, and we've we've had a lot of the same mentors in radio coming mm -hmm. along, Dev, like. You know, I mentioned Willie Moku being one of my favorites from way back and having to get to talk to him at such, such a young age and learning and taking a little bit of what his sound, incorporating into what I do. Uh, you know, I, the list goes on, you know, from Kimo Kahawana, Uncle Sam Kapu. Yeah. I've learned so much that man, love that man. Um, <laughs> you know, Kimo, Brickwood, Skylark. You name it, the list goes on that, that those yeah. guys paved the way for, you know, to let us do what we do now today. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And, and little known fact, John, yeah, that Devin, speaking of weddings, he emceed my wedding. Really? Wow. Yeah, I regret it now. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot somebody. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> 
You know what? Devin emceed my wedding. And he emceed oh. my wedding too. So we all have something in common here. Because we're all still married, right? Yeah. 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 My, hey. my batting average, my batting average is actually pretty good when it comes to emceeing weddings. So that, that's, right. I, I try to push, I try to push that fact with people who want to get married and use me for their wedding. And, and, and I didn't even ask Devin to emcee my wedding and he still emceed my wedding. <laughs> I had to. I had to. It was so crazy off the hook. Like, I know. The, what's going on that I was like, oh, no, no, I got to do this. I got to do this. Devin saw I was, that. I, I actually begged him. I'm like, John, please, I'm begging you. Can you let me do this for you? Because <laughs> otherwise it's going to make me crazy. Yeah, my wedding had no program, no schedule. <laughs> it was just come eat dinner and Bruh. go home. Bruh, he had nothing. He had nothing. And I'm like, John, come on, man. <laughs> He's making me crazy. He's like, nah, we'll just, I'll just, I'll just stand up and then, you know, we'll just talk a little bit. And I'm like, no, no, John, I'm not going to do that for your wedding. <laughs> John, John, John. John, John. Well, John. you got to figure, right? I mean, Devin and Wade and myself, we've been to tens of maybe a hundred weddings over our lifetime. And uh, at that point in life, I'm like, I'm not doing all the wedding stuff. Like, I, and my wife was totally down. She said, yeah. And I, still have- ma- and I still made you do it anyway. Yeah. And you well, still but- went, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Devin, actually, you're right. That worked out yeah. pretty well. <laughs> now I tell people, you know, you should really hire an MC. They can do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. So, <sighs> so but, but, anyway. But wait, okay. So Sorry. So get back. So who were kind of your influences in Hawaiian music that you were kind of like interested in that brought you into radio and, and made you think like, oh, yeah, I can do Hawaiian music for a radio station. Um, you know, back back when you were doing the um, the Japanese station and they bringing you over to Hawaiian 105, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, one of the first artists that, that I really fell in love with was Gary Haleamo. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, okay. Here from uh, Hawaii Island. It, it, when I heard him sing, I'm like, wow, this is, this is cool stuff. And you gotta, you gotta realize that this is back in the early nineties and Hawaiian music was all the rage back then. Yeah. And Hawaiian music, I wouldn't say was taking a back seat, but you know, the, the Kapenas, Mana'o companies of the world was, was ruling the Hawaiian music scene. And that was the big, big thing going on back then. Yeah, uh, the birth of FKCC and FM 100, and so forth. So, I like that stuff, but I there's something about Hawaiian music that I just fell in love with. And Gary Halemau is one of the first ones. Makaha Sons of Niihau, of course. Sunday Manoa, uh, you name it. That 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 sound resonated with me. And then when I got hired at, at um, Hawaiian Kind, it was Hawaiian Kind 105 at the time. Mm-hmm. When it first opened. That was like, and I learned so much more board hopping with Uncle Sam. He would, his, his love of music was oh, man. four part harmony, invitations, uh, that kind of stuff. So, you know, he, he influenced his love of that kind of style of music, influenced what I liked. And then it just grew from there. When so, you're a kid, wait, <laughs> what kind of music were you listening to? Was it Hawaiian too? You were influenced by your mom, guys? Or uh, your no. parents' um, album, or was it rock and roll? What were you into? Nah, I, was a, I was an '80s kid, man. So, if you if you ask me who my all-time favorite band is, my answer to that would be Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> wow, I'm an I'm an '80s guy, man. When it comes to yeah. Well, like, well, okay. So this, we're digressing here, but Devin, why don't we do the discs and we can come back? I know. I was like, I was like, gonna, we kind of just did, we it. just yeah. did the whole thing right there. And when, yeah. no, we always, we always ask our guests, um, if you got three desert island discs, what are they? And because you're well, a DJ, you actually know what that means. So I don't have to explain it. <laughs> oh, that's that's. So I'm assuming it's going to be a huge. Uh, and by the way, you can't do greatest hits. Yeah, you can't do greatest hits. Gotta be what three if we albums. just said it can't be Hawaiian music too then? <laughs> that's that's hard, man. And it, it can't be all of the same artists. Well, if you want, oh, I mean, yeah, but you then want. it's so gotta be really... three different album, three different albums by the same artist. It's up to you. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably well now nah, I'd I take sports from Huey Lewis. You're okay. Okay. Uh Hawaiian music side, I'd probably Oh man, Makaha Sons of Ni'iho'oluana. 
Would it be wrong with me if I didn't pick a pure heart album? It's no, no we prefer that. That's happy because on that desert, desert island, there will already be all pure heart music. Already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my oh man, my last one would probably be. You know what? I gotta have some Christmas music there, so I'll take the Carpenters oh. Christmas holiday. Oh, wow. wow! Okay, that was a new one. I never. Heard that Nobody, cool. Okay, that's yeah, nice. That's a choice no, there, no. But yeah, Lena, know, Lena girl, Lena girl said Def Leppard. We had all kinds of stuff, bro. So really? don't even. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with those two. Okay. That's not bad. I, you know, I do like Huey Lewis as well. You know, I, Huey Lewis, I, uh, I was watching some kind of TV show or something. They were talking about how when he got started, uh, he got turned down by a lot of uh, record labels because mm-hmm. they said he couldn't, they didn't think he could sing. You know, and then he becomes this like mega star. And then he started in this movie with Gwyneth Paltrow about karaoke. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember the name of the movie, but it was. And then, duets. Oh, duets. duets. Okay. Yeah. And in this movie, he's supposed to be like the badass karaoke guy who's like you know you know just kills and i'm thinking wow this guy went from people saying he can't sing to playing uh a ringer in a karaoke contest a movie you know like isn't that a kind of a wild swing right because he was because he was always more about attitude like if you've got if you've got the attitude like if you can halfway sing you're gonna be all right and huey always had that like he had that presence when he would sing he was, yeah he was a performer so oh. he'd get up there with the with the news and you just go damn all right yeah. this guy's awesome yeah. right so, so wait yeah. with, with you liking Huey lewis and the 80s music were you like Devin and i and had the mullet with the earring and all the, all the <laughs> um, pastel clothing back in high school wait, you guys wore mu- you guys had a mullet really? i had a mullet in high school yeah i i uh, never i never had a mullet i had a tail wow. i never had a mullet though yeah. oh, t- yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I had a mullet had, in college. I always had short hair, man. I I did. I, I will admit during high school, I did have a crew cut. <laughs> okay. What high school is this? Uh, Far- Farrington. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Public school. I, I saw, I saw a, a high school picture of Devin on, on a couch with just a blazer, like, like Michael Jackson style like this. <laughs> <laughs> Show him, Devin. You got it us to you. It was not. It was not a. It was not a good time, dude. <laughs> that was that was Miami Vice and the whole thing. Yeah. I wore a jacket and you mean, I he wore wasn't a pink tie. And was... With his with his hand on his chin. Like yeah, this. he had like this. And then oh, you know, about the, hey, the come on now. Come on, everybody took a picture like that. Looking at himself, you know, with the fitted, you know. <laughs> everybody took a picture like that in high school. That's how you took them. I don't know. <laughs> they, they I, you I saw yours. Like I was that. laughing super hard though. That was funny. <laughs> Okay, so guys, before we go into our, our Patreon stuff, I wanted to, to touch on one more topic. We all have a mutual friend, uh, Mr. Aaron Mikami, who uh, yes. you know recently uh, was diagnosed with COVID, had a little bit of a rough go with it. I got to talk to him today on the phone. Uh, I wanted to make, you know, kind of let all the, he was a very, he's a very popular figure here. So he got mm-hmm. some uh, news coverage and all that stuff. And I wanted that to kind of die down before I just called him just to check in and stuff. He's in very good spirits, although he still has some kind of health stuff that he's got to get through. The yeah. thing about COVID, it's not like the flu where you just get over it and then you're fine. You know, there's just kind of lingering uh, issues that come up kind of stuff, you know. But uh, reaching out to our listeners and maybe you guys can can help me think or brainstorm. I was uh, so I've been playing Fortnite a lot with my son and then he's stuck at home, you know. And uh, he's been doing some work, trying to book gigs and do things like that. But I said, uh, hey, why don't you jump on uh, your PlayStation or whatever? Come play video games with me. You know, we can kill some time. Because obviously he's going crazy, right? Just sitting at home alone. But he doesn't have a Switch or a PlayStation or anything like that. So I wanted to ask our listeners, if you guys got like, uh, I'm I'm determined to get this guy a, a PlayStation. So... We're gonna oh, PS5. Gonna, Wait, a PlayStation or PS5? PS5, man. Okay, all right. You gotta, you gotta, okay, gotta get him something. Go big or go home. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. All right. So, are you um, talking? Wait, let's just make be clear. It's for Aaron, not your son. 
for Aaron. <laughs> for, yeah, 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 yeah. For Aaron. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Not okay. for me. For me. Yeah. Because I figured, you know, that way he can, you know, if he's sitting at home, he can kind of play some video games. And nowadays, uh, this is new because I haven't played video games in 15 years. You know, I, I once I had kids, I couldn't do it. But now that my son does it, now you you put on a headset like the one I'm wearing and you have a microphone and you're talking to people. It's kind of a social mm-hmm. event. It's not completely by you yourself got, anymore. And you got you know? 11 and 12 year olds talking shit at you while they're killing you. With That's their right. Drugs. That's right. Not right. even Devin, not even 11 and 12. My son's eight. Oh, I know. He, he kicks the crap out of me every time. We play I know. Game. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if people have ideas of fundraisers, I'm, I'm open to uh, maybe I can come down and play a couple of gigs for somebody or if I, somebody needs a car wash or something like that. But uh, I'm going to figure out a way to raise this fund. It's not super expensive. It's 500 bucks, but we're going to. We're gonna raise it. I'm gonna get Aaron. At, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Hold on, hold on. It's 500 bucks. That's not that much. Like, what world are you living in, man? Well, I mean, you know, I'm like, you got two radio DJs and a guy who works for himself in this well, pod with you, and you're like, and you're like, 500 bucks. That's nothing. I'm like, bro, well, what? Well, what I'm what I'm comparing it to is like we're not paying for his medical bills, which I'm sure like in the oh, tens yeah, of thousands yeah. of dollars. You know, I'm just right, trying to get right, him a, right, right. a PlayStation or something. <laughs> So but, yeah, but, but remember now, but remember now, you're gonna have to get him games, you're gonna have to make sure he has Wi Fi. I mean, yeah. all of that no, stuff. No, no, I, I checked already. He, he got, well. He's got the Wi Fi going. Wherever but you just want to get him one game anyway. That's right. That, you know? Yeah, I'm only gonna get him Fortnite. Can, if he wants this. to get other games, I'm only gonna get him Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> if he wants other games, he can he can work on that. He can yeah. do his own <laughs> his own stuff. But we're gonna get him the system so he can play. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah, let's, but let's, let's, let's think of something to help him, man. Get him be on the PlayStation and the Fortnite. Devin, you got connections? For a PlayStation 5? Dude, I've tried every different angle there is. I've been online with Best Buy when they're like, okay, we're selling it. And then you can you click on it in the in the cart, and then it tells you, oh, wait, not yet. <laughs> oh, really? Uh-huh. We're gonna, yeah, so you click on add in cart, and then it makes you wait. And then oh. you sit there just looking at it. And then it literally, you have two seconds to click on add cart the second time or it's gone. I mean, I wow. literally, I looked away. I looked back. It was there and then it was gone. And I was like, what the hell? It's been so... Uh, well, what is it with that? Is, it, is it just because all of the manufacturing uh, yeah. lines yeah. are just right. all backed up and it yeah. can't produce? It's a, it's a much more advanced unit. So it's uh, it's... It's just got. It's just hard to find the stuff, and then Sony. I think, as always, these video game companies they never think about how how in demand it's going to be, because Sony would be making a killing right now if they could just right, right, right. ramp right. it up. But yeah, a lot of the places, uh, a lot of places where they get their parts are closed down because of COVID. Wait, you're a gamer? So. You know, I I sit here and I I listen and I laugh because I am not and. <laughs> Uh, Devin has always been, for as long as I've known him, he always has to have yeah. the newest thing before he comes out. Yeah. Here I am. Where's my phone? I'm still rocking the uh, iPhone 6 Plus, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it still works, and it still turns on and off and makes calls <laughs> as far as I go with technology. <laughs> yeah. He would, he would have a flip phone if he could. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> Old school, man. I like it. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Not high maintenance <laughs> at all. Yeah, and by the way, wait, wait. I cannot, I cannot claim sole ownership of that because Kyle does too. Some of the stuff that I buy is because of Kyle. So you have to, oh, Kyle. Oh, you gotta don't admit that. Me on your, on, in your addiction. Oh, bro, not even, <laughs> not even. How many times? Oh, Dev. Oh, this board. It's really good, bro. You should buy them. And then I buy them, and he goes, "Oh, I never mean you needed to buy them now. I just mean it'd be really cool if you bought them." <laughs> And he does that like Jedi mind trick thing to me, and then I end up buying the stupid thing. So yeah, yeah. Well, I recommend. Like I said, I haven't played video games in in over a decade, and and I'm getting addicted. I got to figure out something. So last night I was about to go to bed. It was like eleven forty five or something like that, and my friend texted me like, "Hey, you want to play?" Oh, okay, I'll uh... play one game. I went to bed at like three thirty last night in the morning. Oh my god! <laughs> Sucked in. <laughs> That's a problem, bro. You I know. That's an issue. That's an because, issue. Because he, you know, you jump on, you're playing with one guy, and then he has friends in Japan. So over there, it's daytime, right? So they're mm-hmm. they're now starting to play. 
So they're they're like coming on and go, oh, hey, let's play one more game, one more game. And next thing you know, it's freaking three thirty in the morning. Wait, I don't. Are you getting better at this? Because normally, when I'm playing multiplayer, I don't play multiplayer because when I play multiplayer, it's I I I port into the game and then somebody shoots me in the head. <laughs> and then I pour it into oh. the game and another guy shoots me in the head or I um, or then I, I think I'm getting smarter. So I, I port and then I run to someplace that's hidden yeah. and then I get shot in the head from really far away by a guy <laughs> who's got like the big um, the big sniper gun. And I'm like, what the hell? And every time it's an eight year old, nine year old kid and they're like, ah, oh, you well, suck. So, well, see, you don't have what well, does your son play? Uh, he does, but he plays Roblox. He really likes yeah, playing see, Roblox. Yeah, see, Asa plays for it. So he's telling me what to do. So ah. I, I, have, so I, have, I have inside knowledge, you know, on how to play this thing. So wait, was he up till 3 o'clock too? Or he was oh, sleeping no, no, and no. it was he, just you? He's sleeping already, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, these two guys need help, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, man. That's, wow. That's next wow. level. Sorry about that. Right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry to go on a tangent. People in like what, what is that gamer guys are dying right in the game room who don't even eat. Uh, I'm, guys. I'm still playing Kong on my Atari guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, the so email us your ideas at high sessions at yahoo.com how we can raise this 500 bucks. Um, I'm willing to do work, you know. So if you want, or if you want a you know, way to give you a holiday greeting or something like that, or I don't know. We'll figure something out, but we're gonna get this. Guy. Kyle can Kyle can design a shirt for you. Uh, John can do a mini concert. Um, I don't know. Wait, and I'll let him see it. Then well, <laughs> can show all his toys. Yeah, we'll figure out something. But email your ideas to high sessions at yahoo.com and I'll, I'll take them and we'll we'll talk about it next week. But we're gonna take a short break. We'll come back with Wade on our Patreon. Wait, so you hang on for a little bit. We're going to uh, leave YouTube right now and go over to the Patreon. But uh, everybody, have a wonderful week. Have a great Super Bowl weekend. Uh, go out there, eat a lot. You know, have a, have a good time. And go Chiefs. We'll see you later. <laughs> go Bucks. I want my free food. Oh, huh. <laughs>